Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Se la rifa, Nagy, el corredor, Pickett, bajo centro, se la queda Pickett. Entregan a la izquierda el pase, es a la zona de rotación de parte de Claypool y es un touchdown de Pittsburgh. Claypool de quarterback a Derek Watt, la ofensiva canadiense en su máxima expresión. ¿Dónde había estado este tipo de jugadas? Se felicita con, sus, eh, con los coaches en el... Acá en el palco de al lado, realmente esta es la ofensiva de Matt Canada. Entrega con Claypool, que parecía que iba a correr el ovoide, y después termina lanzando con el brazo izquierdo. Con el brazo izquierdo. Wow. Con el brazo izquierdo, porque no había de otra. Increíble. 13 jugadas, 75 yardas, 7 minutos y medio. And of course, this is none other than the great Alvaro Martin, the Steelers' Spanish play-by-play game day broadcaster. Doing the play-by-play, and you've got also your pal Arturo Carlos. He's a color man. But, Alvaro, thank you for joining us in the locker room. I'm excited to have you here. Pleasure to be here, Wolf and Max. That was a two-double espresso call. Imagine if we had had two cups of double espresso. <laughs> what that may have sounded like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you are a fellow man of the caffeine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't do the Red Bull stuff, but straight coffee, black, no sugar, uh, heavy, heavy, uh, heavily, heavily roasted. You've got, you know, call me. I'm ready. Anytime. Well, Max says he's been practicing his Spanish. He's ready for it. He lives in the Valley. Yes. I mean, he lives in the Valley, so he's got a lot more exposure to it, Craig. You know, that's the funny yeah. part. You know, I think I, I think in, in, the, in Pittsburgh, I believe there's like 20,000 people of Hispanic descent only. It's a town without Spanish speakers. Uh, when you go to other parts of the country, it's, it's very different. But that's why you need to have someone with whom to practice so you can kind of loosen up your tongue and, and get going. But now that Mexico's part of quote our local market you've got an incentive there yeah yeah i'm just saying wolf you, you, you i need i need you to pick it up i need you to either figure out something <laughs> so what's your, your time what you're saying Come is just watching dora the explorer is not going to get it right with my no girl. no i think i think that no anything is a start you know <laughs> dora the explorer getting a spanish-speaking you know a, you know girlfriend you know, yeah. whatever whatever works for you, it's it's definitely a, an option. I just think you have to get over the idea that you're going to make a fool out of yourself because I think people 
that listen to you know that it's your second language actually appreciate the effort rather than laugh at the outcome. Yeah, I think I think that I think that's apropos. All right, Alvaro, <clears throat> I got one for you. Okay, so here we go. Here's what I'm gonna work on. Okay, since since we're here, I'm gonna work on my intro for when you do come in, you do come back on the show. Uh, and I want I want I need you to grade it for me because obviously I have not spoken Spanish in a while. Even though I am around a lot a lot of Spanish speakers, you know, you, there's that comfort level, especially when you know somebody's native. It's like when you know somebody's pro. And you're you, and you you are you are at the you you know the Pop Warner level. You don't want to feel like you know, so you you want to ask beforehand. But I, I haven't found the comfort yet to go ahead and practice this in front of some of my Spanish speaking friends. So I figure, why not make a fool out of myself on national radio with you, Alvaro? Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> before, uh, so this is like practice. So I so if we so if we were throwing back to the intro of the show here here here's. Me going through the process, even though I, I took Spanish all the way through college. So, I mean, because I lived in Florida. So, I felt like it was a very necessary language. And I, and I was pretty good back in the day. But, obviously, a lot of football, a lot of hits. That has not progressed the way that I'd like to because I've forgotten to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, but here's, here's my best off-the-cuff if we were throwing the show back to the beginning. So, just bear with me. Bienvenido de nuevo en el vestuario nosa campaña con Wolf y Starks, Alvaro Martín. How's that sound? Wow. Wonderful. First of all, the okay. energy level, okay. Yes. perfect. Perfect pitch. Perfect. Okay. The second thing you do very, very well, and you can tell you've been speaking or exposed to it very, very well, the vowel sounds are flat. So okay. A is ah. It's not ah. It doesn't glide. Ah. Oh, ah. oh is all, oh, not oh. And so there when you got go. that part of Spanish, that's half the battle. If you can sharpen those vowels and just make them flat, you almost okay. sound like a local. Tapers, you sounded okay. good, Max. Man. There we go. There we go. Okay, all right. I'm getting okay. back on my babble, guys. Okay, I'm getting back so on my babble. I got I to gotta throw mine good. in, and it's really poor. Sierra La Puerta. That's all I remember from oh, the that- Spanish class. <laughs> That, that's wonderful. And that, you know, if you want privacy, that's exactly what you have to say, which is close the door. And, and notice, that Craig, notice that Craig didn't add another word for emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was it. That was it. That was that it. Was he it. Just, let, let's, let's just get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least no, you didn't I, what say hola. What I think we should do, though, now that we've got this, um, you know, local market initiative in Mexico, is I think we need to bring – Yinzer language classes to Mexico. Wow. Can, can yes. you have Yinzer Mexican? Can you yes, do that? I think we should try that. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, you know, it's as much yeah. learning from them as them learning from what Pittsburgh's like. And I think that that's something to, to think about. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, l- listen, I like it because, you know, I've gone down and done some of the uh, some of the Steelers camps down, down in, in Mexico. Right. We went down to Mexico City. And uh, and it, I, we had a blast. That was tremendous. Um, you know, Luis and company putting that together for us to go and have that outreach to reach you know our, our Spanish market. And I loved it. I had I had a blast. And you know, it made it, it made me go back into into my into my Rosetta Stone classes. And my wife was like, "What what are you doing?" I was like, "I was like, I'm getting ready to go to Mexico, hon. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I want to speak like a local." And it, it failed miserably because. Once I got down there, I was I was obviously with like Bud Dupree, Rocky Blyer, and Donnie yeah. Shell. So 
And I was like, I was with them the majority, and I'm like, I'm like, hola, and they're like, huh? What's up, Max? Yeah. I'm like, all right. You okay, know, a so, lot of a lot of yeah, a, a lot of Steelers fans, you know, see the Mexican flag at all the games, and and they 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 know it's popular in Mexico, but they don't know why. And the story, as yeah. I told Craig, is right in the early 70s or maybe mid, mid-70s, right around the time of the Steelers were getting really, really good. Um, the two major broadcast networks in Mexico landed right to the NFL and put them on broadcast TV to the entire nation. So they had two games on, each had two games on Sunday, and any night game at the time or any off game would also be broadcast. Hmm. So in essence, it was Sunday ticket before the satellites were launched for okay. DirecTV. It was a market yeah. that had the most NFL games available to it anywhere in the world, wow. including the United wow. States. And at that time, guess who was winning? Steelers. Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. That's and right. so it, now you're, talking, you're talking about there's now a third generation of Steelers fans. In other words, grandpa became a Steelers fan, then my dad or my mom, and then we are. And that's what we're talking about. It's a country of 125 million people. Football is not the number one sport, but it's a very big sport. And it attracts some of the most educated and most aware uh, segments of the population. And within that group of steers, I mean, Mexico City, let me put it this way. Mexico City alone, if you include fans of all teams, Mexico City has more NFL fans than 26 NFL markets. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, just look, Hmm. just to give you a sense of scale. And I want to throw you, this is not a number that I know for a fact, but I understand this is probably the case. Um, There are probably, there are more people signed up to the Steelers fan uh, page on Facebook in Mexico than in the entire Southwestern corner of the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. Boy. So think about it. That page yeah. you sign up for on Steelers page on Facebook, there are more fans yeah. signed up in Mexico, not just Pittsburgh, not just Allegheny County. I'm talking about the whole corner of the state. Mm-hmm. And there are more in Mexico. Wow, that is that's impressive. Why it, that's, the, that's the potential. And that market has just been literally shoved and moved to the Pennsylvania-West Virginia border. It's literally now a local Pittsburgh market. So I think from that standpoint, you begin to see the potential. Alvaro, talk a little bit about what drew you to the Steelers yourself. It, it sounds like it's a family generational thing, but also the fact that you, you, you're into broadcasting and you are broadcasting the games. Yeah. So tell us about that journey. Yeah. I've been doing that uh, announcing for about 30 years. I grew up in Puerto Rico. Uh, the, my first exposure to the NFL is Armed Forces Radio. There was a station at a Navy base east of the island and uh, I used to joke that the guy programming the games must have been a Baltimore Colts fan because every week <laughs> you heard the Baltimore Colts game. Now, they were pretty good at the time. You know, mid to late 70s, Burt Jones, uh, Austin Carr, Lytle Mitchell. Yep. You had all those guys. Um, but that's my first exposure. Then I came to the States, been living there since, since high school, um, and then entered into announcing kind of by mistake. I was more of a consultant corporate consultant and somebody put a headset on me had me watch a college game just kind of say no just get into booths you can get a feel for it and the guy next to me who i had never met turns to me and says well i got alvaro martin next to me your thoughts in the first half and i'm like are you kidding me luckily at the time nobody was watching 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, it was the, the beginning of cable television in Latin America. No one was watching. Thank goodness. Yeah. Anyway, that's when it started. And I've been doing that for 20 some years. And then the Steelers called me, I believe, I believe in 2018. Uh, the season already started. And I became part of this team. There's, we're a team of announcers. And again, it's a very unusual setup. I think the Niners have any, something like this, but it's very unusual. Every effort in another language so far comes out of the fact that you have a native population that speak, speaks another language in your region. So you have a local radio station. Pittsburgh doesn't. And so what the, Pittsburgh's done is create something digitally from the outset. And that's incredible. I mean, it's an incredible achievement that you don't have a local economic commercial base that makes, makes the economics of the broadcast happen. Instead, you've always been based on creating a broadcast for consumption mainly overseas. Huh. And that's incredible. And it survived. It's been going on now for 15, almost 20 years. And I just joined 2018. So uh, it's a tremendous effort on the part of the team. I think it recognizes what I told you about, that great fan base, probably the number one fan base in Mexico is Steelers fans. And I think great things are coming. Um, I believe that. Um, and it's going to be interesting. And I think those are going to be resources that the team can use, not on salary, obviously, because that's kind of set by the league, but on development, coaching staff. Um, it may actually even have an impact on the field down the road. So it, it's really interesting. We'll see what happens. No, absolutely, Alvaro. And, and, and I think, I think what, what's also, you know, with, you know, with that is that, you have once again an organization that sees the value of its fan base and wants to make sure that they are doing their best to keep them engaged and to make sure that they're receiving the proper attention necessary like you said i mean knowing how how, how long this effort's been going on for you know a decade and a half plus and also like you said the outreach opportunities of making sure that there's a presence there from the Steelers sending legends and also current players down there to perform kind of not necessarily goodwill, but to, to run like the little camps and the autograph sessions and, you know, the opportunities to engage with players, um, you know, and obviously the NFL's intent, right? Because there, there's, was it, is it next week or in two weeks, the Cardinals go down and play and play yep. in a stadium Azteca. Um, yeah, they play the Niners, you know, which is the first the recreation of the first game they played regular season there, which I called, by the way. That was a, an amazing experience. Wow. Um, but I, I, I That's think pretty awesome. I, I have to say a couple of things. You know, there, there's a salary cap for players. There is no salary cap for data analysts, uh, you know, coaches, uh, to resources that allow the team to get better. That's up to each team. And there's an arms race going on that no one's talking about. Hmm. You know, teams are really beefing up on a lot of stuff that's not covered by salary rules or limits in the league. And so having resources is important. That's why AccraSure coming in and really boosting the revenue per year, that's important for Pittsburgh. Uh, this effort in, in Mexico, which I believe will be the first, but not the last. Uh, as you know, there is a German language podcast produced for the Steelers every, every week. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are efforts moving in different directions, in different languages in the future. I don't. Oh. Think, I think Spanish is just going to be the logical one, but it will not be the last. And that's a beautiful thing. And going back to your point, I think of the Toronto Raptors in the NBA. Mm -hmm. When they started, there were two teams in Canada. One folded, 
it looked pretty shaky. The group in charge plowed through, put up some some really tough years. Twenty later, not only did they win the championship, but in doing so, it, it turned Canada into a basketball country. Huh. So the idea that some this is the beginning of an effort to turn Mexico into more of an American football country, less of a football, meaning soccer country. It takes baby steps, and the NFL is very good at making solid steps, not quick steps, but solid steps from which they don't retreat. And I think this is what, what's beginning to happen. And to be part of that effort, personally, my mission is to create football fans out of soccer fans. I always tell my broadcast partner, there is no such thing as a dumb question. There's no such thing. That, what you yeah. think is a dumb question is a soccer fan dipping their toes into football, and they are welcome. <laughs> yeah. Alvaro, they are most absolutely. welcome. I got to say this. There's no dumb questions, but there are dumb answers, and I'm fully capable of giving them. <laughs> well, you know, my dad used to say the only dumb question is the one you ask twice. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> now, Alvaro, let's let's move to what do you see going on at, at the games you broadcast? What do you see going on with the Steelers now? Let's get your purview. Well, obviously transition at all levels. You know, GM, quarterback, uh, you know, leadership, internal leadership that hasn't been sorted out. When right after the Cleveland game on a Thursday night, they had a mini bye week, and my sense from what I read and what I saw and what I you know, heard is that the focus was on offense, justifiably so. I think that's still a focus on the team. But I believe this bye week, they're going to spend as much time, if not more, on defense. Um, I know they're going to get T.J. back, hopefully, yeah. uh, for the New Orleans games, and that certainly will kind of right the ship a bit. But there are signs that the defense is not holding up its end, and that wasn't part of the deal. I think the assumption was, Stephen's going to be solid, if not great, uh, and that will help this young quarterback or, or the new quarterback, Mitch or, or, or Kenny, right. kind of navigate through getting, getting a hold of the team. On offense, I think there are two aspects, I think, that are that going to come to mind. We saw, we've seen Kansas City. We even saw Miami use some of the same, same ideas that, that the Pittsburgh often uses with pre-snap movement. Obviously, you're going to tell me, oh, they've got, they've got Tyreek Hill and they've got Waddle. They're much more dangerous or accomplished weapons than what Pittsburgh may have. I think Pittsburgh has a lot of weapons. They have enough. But when you have an offense like that, it has to be choreographed. It has to be perfectly coordinated. The jet sweep, the guy has to be walking in front of the quarterback right. or a step or two away from the quarterback at the snap to, to sell the possible jet sweep. Everything has to be coordinated. When that is not coordinated, you start getting penalties and snafus and mispositions. That's controllable. That's when they talk about theaters versus theaters. And I think that's, that's going to be the focus of this week. Hey, listen, let's not make that mistake. But the other thing that I notice, and this is, I don't know if you guys feel the same way because you're the experts. Um, when I see the pass plays being designed, they're designed for safety. In other words, catch the ball, run out of bounds. Or catch the ball, and you're going to get tackled because of the way you, where you are in the field. Very few pass plays are the, the type that you catch the ball, and the ball's thrown in front of you, and you have a possibility to gain yards after the catch. Very few by design. You don't see a lot of slants. 
You don't see a lot of those plays. And those are the ones that I'm like, wow, where are they? I mean, by design. It's not like the players have a chance to do that, and it never works. It's that you don't see that by design. So it's a very safe, let's not lose the ball. Let's not give up the ball. Catch the ball by the sideline. Everything by the sideline. Catch the ball on, on a curl, and you know the defense is going to be there. Unless they miss the tackle, you don't have a chance to add to that. And so that's the second element of the offense. Now, on defense, look, when you've got a 3-3-5, you're not going to pressure the quarterback. You are going to stop the run. And you hope that you can confuse or, or keep the offensive line, opposing offensive line, busy enough so that your secondary can do something and touch some balls and, you know, defend some passes and maybe even intercept a few. I mean, it's a whole different concept when you install that. And this idea that, oh, you know, they're not pressing the quarterback. Look, they can't by design. Mm. It's very hard. Very, very hard when you have a 3-3-5. You have one less guy going at it. Beyond the quality of the, of the, the uh, pass rush, it's just one less body. So you're playing a different game. They, do, they stop the run very well. Um, they force teams to do the whole matriculate down the field, give me 10, 12, <laughs> Hank Stram. You know, 10, 12, 15 yeah. plays. Yeah, Hank Stram is my guy. You know, walk it, walk it down the field, see if you make a mistake, see if you don't convert a third down, see if you get penalized. And so they're doing that right now to, to kind of tread water. Now, TJ comes back, and then you have to make choices. And, 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 and the other thing, going back to, to offense for a second, I don't know how you feel about it, but every time that Derek Watt is on the field on offense, pretty good things happen. Mm-hmm. And when you look at fullbacks in the, in the NFL right now, they're either on teams that value the blocking as an element of their offense, San Francisco, or need one because of the lightness and the execution of their offensive line, read Miami. And so every time Derek's on the field, good things happen. I agree with and you, And maybe that line needs another block. I agree with you. I've long, I've long said, you know what, put that bull-necked, thick, flat-headed, pancake-smearing, second-level linebacker guy out there, Derek Watt, because he is, he is tough. He is one of those guys that can catch the ball. We saw him with the touchdown and everything. No, I, I like it. I hope I hope and pray that uh, we use a little more Derek Watt at fullback. I just I love the guy. I, I love what he brings. You know, when to you the... have when you have Kenny Pickett as the as a lead runner on short yardage situations, that's okay. That's another set of hits it's going to take. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they come out come out of. I think the 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 coordination, the the choreography of that offense, hopefully, will be cleaned up. That's one thing we have to worry about. But then the projection. It's where are the slant passes? Where's the catching the ball and on the run, the ball's ahead of me, and I add 10, 15, 30 yards to that catch. It's, it's station to station. It's point to point. And so that's why Pittsburgh has the fewest yaks, yards after the catch, <laughs> both on a gross level and on a, on a per-pass uh, level. And the team, they're 32nd. The 31st team, I think, was Seattle, and they were much better than Pittsburgh. It's almost by design. It's, it, they're, they're so concerned about ball control and safety that they're not putting players in a situation to add yards. And so that's something that, they, that I would love to see. Hey, catch the ball and keep going. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. I think, you know, and, and that's something that we also call the explosive plays, right? You want to see those 
long extra plays. And that's something I hopefully during the bye week, they start to clean that up a little bit more. But Alvaro, this has been awesome having you on. I look forward to it. Hopefully we can make this a more routine conversation. This was tremendous and we appreciate it. And for everybody out there, this is Alvaro Martin, who is the Spanish play-by-play uh, for the Steelers broadcast in Espanol um, on the Steelers radio broadcast network. And you can catch him every game day uh, presenting the game for us. You know, it, it, it's it's tremendous. And we get to travel together. We've also shared Ubers together, uh, <laughs> getting from places. Um, and it's great to have you on the airwaves as well, Alvaro. We look forward to it. Hopefully we'll be able to get you on next week as well and we can talk some more um, and continue this conversation. I think this is great for the platform and having you uh, a part of the Steelers radio family. Have a great rest of your day. Well, Wolf and Max, thank you very much. And, and I know you're, you're really working very hard to get a double pane glass between your booth and mine so my noise doesn't fit into your mic. But I don't think <laughs> yeah. I missed that at all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but as long as it's transparent, we can always wave. <laughs> absolutely you're great alvaro thank you so much for joining us thank you uh, gentlemen appreciate it all right all right that was alvaro martin for us that was a great conversation wolf it and, was uh, he's, a, he's an yeah. excellent dude i really like alvaro. Oh, no. oh yeah love alvaro and he also has great coffee recommendations up yes. in the booth so yes. I, I appreciate no that as well all right we're gonna step aside and then come back to you we're gonna talk about bye week we're gonna talk about some of the things that are necessary for growth. I thought Alvaro also, and we'll also talk about Alvaro's comments because I thought they were very poignant and something that we can add to the conversation. So we'll step aside and come back. You're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It'll be a good time to, to take a step back and look at ourselves and our and, and what we lack. You know, I mean, it'll be a good reflection time. Yeah, well, that was uh, Najee Harris. I guess talking about the importance of the off the off week, <clears throat> but you know, uh, man, a few words, uh, soft spoken uh, when it came to it. I mean, there's nothing really much to be excited about, especially when you come off of the game that we had against Philadelphia going into said bye. But I think <clears throat> that's that's the contemplative moment you have to have. That's the tone that's necessary. Is I got to look in the mirror. I got. I yeah. got to. I got to see what it is that I'm doing. <clears throat> and I know we talked a lot about the players, Wolf. But I thought Alvaro made a very, very good observation, and something that we've kind of said. I think we've kind of talked around it, but he went exactly to the safety of the pass playing calls. I thought that was very. It was very astute. That was uh, and pretty very sharp stuff. astute. Yep. Yeah. I mean, because it's something that's kind of been the underlying theme, I think, since training camp, right? I mean, the the Steelers do not attack the middle of the field. And that's where a lot of your catch-and-run opportunities. Just think think about the Gabe Davis 98-yard pass play. Right. Where was that thrown? Middle of the field. The other teams that have had their explosive plays have come in some form or fashion going to the middle of the field. 
and making that cut. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was great. He said they, they don't run slants, the catch and run type of plays. Right. Right. <clears throat> we run a lot of hooks and curls, uh, a lot of stop routes and sideline plays to where you catch it and you go out of bounds. And right. we think of George Pickens, right? When has George made his fantastic plays? Along the sidelines. They've all been down the sidelines. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's crazy to think that. Or if we do throw it, even for Claypool, right? Claypool's big plays. Right, right. Sideline, stop routes, outside the hashes going to the sideline. You know, numbers routes. So I thought it was very poignant. Just what are your thoughts about kind of what he said? You know, I, I, I think – it's a great observation, and there's true. There are a lot of truths truths to it. Um, the fact is, Kenny's young. Okay, so one of the things you you will try to do is protect him from himself to a degree, in the early going. Now we're getting to the point where, you know, when you're throwing the ball 44, you know, times a game, uh, that that's problematic. And you know, Kenny's got to be. I think it's time to make sure that Kenny has all the route tree available to him, and he's able also to have the moving pocket. I, I I hope and pray that they continue with sprint outs, reverse rollouts, misdirection, that sort of thing. I think it's all beneficial for Kenny. I think it's all part and parcel of what he does best. I think he's like, uh, you know, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I'm better when I move. You know, he, he just he does a great job. He can sit in the pocket and throw it to right. But those slant routes, those those are, you know, you've got the double crossers. They've had them. Kenny, I remember, Kenny's got to make the throw, too. You know, and he was 10-12 yeah. uh, two weeks ago in Miami in between the numbers. He's starting to, to get it. You know what I mean? We What we're lacking is any big plays over 20 or 25 yards, something like that. We just yeah. are not getting those explosive plays. And part of it is when you run those out patterns, you know, it's catch and then two steps and you're out of bounds. So that that is somewhat problematic. But at the same time, uh, look at the situation we've been. We've been behind in a lot of instances here, you know, and you've got to – and I'm sure Matt Canada is trying to protect Kenny a little bit. You know, I mean, when you have those rollouts and you have three levels of, of guys that you can throw to, you have the hide route with you got Derek Watt underneath, right? He comes out and he's in the flat five yards deep. Then stack him another 10 yards down the field, you got somebody else, and another 20 yards down the field, you got Fryermuth. You know, and it's three levels, giving him option, only giving him a third of the field, being able to, to, to read the defense. And that helps you as a young quarterback. But by and large, you know, you, you can't make a living on just that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you can't. And I think that's where onus also comes on Kenny, right? Sure. You know, opportunities where you need, you, you know, you need to press the issue. Um, you know, quarterbacks are taught to step up in, in the face of a lot of things and step out and remove themselves from pressure. You know, demand if, if you need some rollouts, if you need some things to change the complexion of what the defense is presenting you, you got to be vocal about that, young or not. Right. And Matt Canada also has to be willing to hear that. Right. And you know, and like you said, the run game has to develop as well. I, I will not, I will not deny that because you want to suck some guys up into the line of scrimmage so you have the middle of the field available to you, right, more readily to dump things over the top of the backers. Um, but you know, Kenny has to grow and he has to understand what his limitations are. You can't just say yes to everything that's thrown in front of you. Right. Correct. Right. And that's what he needs to get a, do a better job as. If you're going to be a leader, you're going to speak, make sure you're also doing your own due diligence in the process. And offensive line, 
you know, I know Najee, Najee made some little smart comment that I was like, man, that wouldn't have flown back in our day. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Where he said, I don't make the holes. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, man. You, talk, you, that's not good. Talk about a stern talking to right there. Yeah. But I think that – but now, okay, shots fired. You need to handle that. Um, and I think the offensive line has done a good job. But like you said, I mean, there are those issues. So what do you do to clean it up? I think Mason Cole also talked about it. Once again, we, we have a lot of parsing and a lot of talking about the strategy, but I want to see the solutions. I don't want to hear about the problems, right? Right. I want to hear about what are you going to do to solve these problems? Because that's something that we took that, you know, for me to give a personal example, we had issues in 2008, right? Right. And we were still, but we were still winning games. We took it on ourselves as an offensive line to take the extra time to figure out and carve out a time a location that we could work together away from the facility and we could be together. And that, and that was what was born of our Thursday film sessions. Right. 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 And that's what we did. We rent, hey, rented a projector and a computer, <laughs> even to the chagrin of Mac who, who hated it. And he was like, you better bring that back immediately. I mean, I was right. like, Mac, listen, I was like, I was like, you need me to sign a 20 page document to get this. I don't care how it happens. I need that equipment in my truck. Yeah. And I need us to do it. I checked it out every single week and we watched film. And then, like I said, the running back started coming in and spending their time with us. Then we had tight ends that would come by. Heck, even the defense wanted to come by and just see what we were doing because they were like, why are y'all getting together? You don't want to gather a large human being. Let me tell you something. Defensive was backs were always snacks. trying to raid our room for snacks back oh, in the yeah. day. The skinniest guy, because you know why? Because they have terrible selection skills. Yes. And then they have remorse come to us for resolution you know what i'm saying like it was like why did we just ask a you know it's like ask a fat guy okay there you if go. you're wondering what snack tastes good ask a fat guy just ask yeah him. what would you, you ask don't feel bad skinny. about it man exactly you're gonna end up you're gonna end up with sunflower seeds and uh and, and nature's trail mix not e not even the one with the little with the little m&ms in it right or the raisins you, you want a little sweetness with it you're gonna get literally like hazelnuts and macadamia nuts and like yeah. sunflower seeds and some and some dry roasted peanuts. No, that, that's not ha that's not how you get happy. Plain how you get angry. And uh, peanut M and M's. There you go. There it is. That, I mean, that's, that's all trail you mix. Need. But yeah, that, well, that, that's a good one. That's, that's <laughs> definitely fat guy trail mix. Um, <laughs> That'll and, get you and, up and, hey, up and down over those hills. Exactly. The Mars Company loves you right now. Um, <laughs> it, Still longer the, the remix because you know they make the remix pack now, right? Oh, I didn't know that. So the remix pack has original, has peanut M and M's, and I want to say I think they have the peanut butters, and it's it's Ooh. in one little package. So Ooh. they call it the remix, and it's like they have it like split down the sizes, cool. or the white chocolate. I can't remember. It was one of those. Ooh, that but um, good. but they actually have that. So they do have the Wolf Trail mix pack um, oh. out out for consumption. But but I think back to the point is that if you're gonna have all these questions and Whatever you want to call it, you know, I, I wouldn't say grenade launching because um, it's right. not that bad yet. But if, you, if you're going to start throwing darts, you know, make sure you also have a dart board, um, you know, right. to make sure that you can catch those. And that's where this is important. Self-evaluate, self-scout. Right. You have to look within yourself before you can do anything else and take the measures necessary. That was the thing that we did, right? When I was talking about checking out and watching, watching the film on our own every Thursday night. Right. Take it upon yourself to create something. You have every resource available to you. 
There is no excuse. The only thing that you can have as an excuse is that you're selfish at that point. And I get it is a time commitment, but this is a finite amount of time that you're spending in the grand scheme of life, right? Right. I mean, the, the season is a very minute time point when you look over the life of your, 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 you know, your career, of the time that you are going to spend inside of sport. And I think the sacrifice definitely is worth the reward that you can potentially get in the end um, to make sure you're doing everything possible so that you don't hear these comments and the pox shots that are taken and that you're doing everything to make it not about you, to become an asset, not a liability on the team. And you have to figure out those creative ways, just like we did, you know, to have that onus, but also know that the desire within every man's eyes in your group wanted to be better as well. And like I said, it wasn't an overnight fix for us either just by doing it one weekend. No, we did it all the way through the season. And guess where that season ended? It ended in Tampa. There you go. In a Super Bowl. Like when everybody said you guys, when everybody said your line couldn't do it. I, that's the one thing oh, that over and over. Offensive line. Who's laughing now, O-line? <laughs> oh, Wesley, way to go. There we go, Wes, out the vaults. <laughs> I'm not going to lie but to you guys. Wasn't. I've had that one cut up all year, and I've been waiting to use it, and oh, was that perfect timing, could baby. We, could we just run that again? Just run that again. And you know what? Offensive line. Who's laughing now, O-line? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, I remember uh, just that whole season, everybody was piling on the offensive line, and in the end, the offensive line stood tall. Yeah, I mean, and like I, I said this to our group, I said, we will become, by process of elimination, the best offensive line in the league. And you did. If we just put our minds <laughs> to it. And we did. Because it was it was that important to us. I mean, literally every week, you know, Z, Z almost, it was now a joke for Z. Right. Uh, Coach uh, Larry Zerline. He was like, all right, guys, we're going to show you the rankings. Uh, you guys are 12 out of 12 for best offensive line right yep. now. And then, and then he pulled it out again. All right, guys, you are uh, – you guys are still sixth uh for the next week okay four yep yep and then yeah you're the second one okay it's funny how we keep rising the ranks though and i thought that was something that was just important everybody talking listen i was a meme before there was a meme wolf you know what a meme is <laughs> uh, uh it's one of those things that show up on your phone right yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's an emoji. That's the, oh, the okay. emoji. That's emotion not a meme. Things, but a meme, a meme, or a a it, it was a, is a is a still version of a, of a GIF. So the GIF is like a motion to describe something. A meme is just a set picture and it describes whatever you're thinking. I had people making stuff up and, and, and sending pictures of me and weird things and stuff, and it, <laughs> it just it pissed me off um, a lot. But you know that was also all of us going through it because right. They talked, they talked bad about us. They had all kinds of comments, and everybody just believed we were just this bad group. But I was like, okay, we'll show you in the end uh, who's the bad group. And <laughs> week after week, it just kept going and going. But we also kept with our film study every Thursday. Yes. We didn't stop, and we kept adamant about it, and it paid the dividends. That was the extra time that was necessary for us to come together as a group, but also 
if guys had questions, you know, it's one thing to go watch film by yourself. And I said, if you know how to watch film, it can be very advantageous because you can get those visual reps. But it's also really important that if you need the team environment, create it in a less hostile place. Sometimes the workplace can be hostile. It can be high energy, it can be frenetic, and it can give you a lot of issues. So sometimes removing the venue but not removing the lessons along the way sure. is a better room for people. So it was very important for us. And, Wolf, I know I'm over the time. I want to get your comment first before we go to break. I agree with all you're saying because – Way back in the 80s, we started doing that on Friday. We started ordering food. Now, we didn't go to anybody's house because it just hadn't occurred to anybody to take it away from the venue. But at Three well, Rivers State. a projector, too. Yeah. That would have been tough. It it, we just didn't have the technology back then. But we had yeah. the place, and we had it by ourselves. Just the players. Mike Webster, Tunt Jilkin, myself, the rest of the guys. It was a place of, uh, you know, you know, you could say and and talk about things that mm, some guys, especially younger guys, they might have not voiced when the coaches were in the room. So it's it's a it's a safe place to learn. You know, and that's exactly it. That's communicating teammate to teammate, which is what you had to do. Now we better go. No, yeah, no. Now now we'll step aside. Um, I do want to make sure it is Tuesday, and we know what Tuesday is. It is the drop of Steelers Week in Review with. Our very own junior slash senior cub reporter, Wesley Johnny Viper Mueller. You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. We're always going to pitch to Johnny every Tuesday. And uh, you can go subscribe to that on the Steelers mobile app. You can also do it on the iHeartRadio app or wherever else you get podcasts. And also the godfather of Pittsburgh sports, Stan Saverin, also drops his podcast this week today and of course on thursday as well same platforms you can catch all of that in our entire snr lineup you're in the locker room with wolf and starks here on snr and espn radio is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, indeed. Let's wrap up on another big show. Max, that was some pretty good stats that you just posted about Kenny, and it's... I'm trying to bring him up on my phone. Okay, 15 of 42, 35%. Uh, lowest completion percentage in the league um, on throws, what, uh, over 10 yards? You know, yeah, yeah, throws over 10 yards. Yeah, and again, I, you expect these things, though. You know, again, going into this season, what was the biggest problem for the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> it was their quarterback. Yeah. They didn't know, exactly. you know what are we going to do. And, and Jalen Hurts has made the jump. Kenny's going to make the jump. I, I'm – I, I, I'm sorry. I just I've seen enough of him. I truly believe he's going to make the jump at some point in time where he has a full understanding. I'm not saying he doesn't understand it now. He does. All right, but it's a learning experience. It's it's what's got to happen. It's what you got to go through. This is how you get to be a, a better you know player is to play week in week out, suffer the the situations that occur, and and, and just keep your head up and keep fighting through it. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's one of those things that it. I saw it, I was like, man, um, it was pretty, uh, 
you know, pretty crazy to see those 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 numbers like live, right? Compiled. Right. Um, but like you said, this is what you do that you have to continually work on it. And we opened the show with with Coach Cower talking about making it easier for him and putting him in a position to be successful. And that's really hearkening onto the run game, making this game a lot shorter to where he can operate and feel comfortable and not put as much on his plate. But because, as you see, even with that operation, we're at 6.9 yards in attempt, lowest in the league. Zero touchdowns, seven interceptions, most in the league. Um, That's where we're at with it, and I think that's where we have to – take stock and say, okay, he's a rookie, but at the same time, what is everybody around him doing, including the offensive coordinator, right? What are you doing to help him out? Because you know that he's a young guy struggling. And then you're also looking to second-year guys to to be more. Dan Moore, Pat Fryer, right. Najee Harris. You guys are the guys that have only been here just a minute longer than George Pickens and Kenny Pickett. What are you all going to do to also – Help him because you've had this year under your belt. And then for the veterans, the veterans, what are you doing to make sure that you're doing a job? I think it's that holistic approach you have to eventually take outside of self-scouting and self-evaluating yourself is what am I doing to become an asset? What am I doing to help the situation and not cause another problem exactly. that needs to be solved? That's what it really comes down to, Wolf. And Max, think about it, all right? Is anybody uh, guiltless on Sunday? No. You look at from the offensive line, six sacks, 11 hits. Come on. You got to do better than that. Defensively speaking, what, four touchdown passes over the top. Couldn't keep a lid on it. You got to do – everybody's in on this. This is not pointing on any one person. This is all people putting hand in the pile saying, you got to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Exactly. And and, and that's what it is, and decision-making for Kenny as well. And and for wide receivers running routes, DBs, taking your drops – linebackers when you are blitzing or when you are in the coverage d-line creating a pass rush like all of these things are there for the team to solve as long as guys will take that accountability upon themselves first before start pointing at others right remember when you point a finger wolf right the other three four? point right back at you oh well, the three. fourth one the fourth one kind of points down at the ground, but the three below well, the point. Well, if you've finger, dislocated a couple fingers, they kind of go in awkward. Yeah, I'm trying to look at my hand. Going, I mean, yeah, that's a little awkward, yeah. you know. And Brian Baldinger's has definitely got you oh, on the ground. You so. should have seen Tunch's. Tunch, he would poke you in the chest, and you still wouldn't know who he was. Who was trying to? Uh, he was pointing out. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like ridiculous. Oh man, but the, it, everything can be solvable. That's the that's the one point we want to make sure we leave everyone with today. It can be solved it will as be long solved. as you use this time, and yes. it will be solved using this time off on this bye week. But you know it's not on bye? What's Us, that? Wolf. We're still coming <laughs> to you live. Yes. We'll be here tomorrow. And guess what? If you missed any of our shows, you can go and download all of them at wherever your favorite podcast place is. We'll tell you that Steelers mobile app and our radio app are one of our favorites that we use. You can get all of our shows and in our entire SNR lineup. I'm talking I'm – talking the Blitz with Wes and Motes, I'm talking. The Standard with Tom and Jacob. The Godfather, who's out today and every Thursday as well. Also, the Wesley Euler Steelers Weekend Review, as well as the Game Day Podcast, which will be off this weekend because we're on by with Bob Labriola and Mike Tomlin. So make sure you go like, listen, subscribe, and get all of your favorite SNR 
content wherever you want to consume it on the go or in the house. We're appreciative. Once again, we'll see you same bat channel, same bat time tomorrow. You've been in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. And you know what? Offensive line. Who's laughing now, O-line? If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.